Hi guys, welcome to Table for Four. This is our second episode on the podcast. I'm going to let Dad take it now. Hey guys, how you guys doing? My name is Andre, accompanied by Adrian and Steph. Hi guys. And today uh, we have a special guest. We got my brother, Uncle Ro. Ooh. Hello. Hello. lovely wife, Titi Jen. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, pretty good. You know, at home, like always. Nice. Doing nothing. So, Excited to do this with you guys today. <laughs> so, no, you guys are always doing something. Always productive. No such thing. They're always playing with their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> always the dogs. Yeah. With the dudes. Yeah, those the dudes. dudes. Always the dudes. the dudes. All right, so the reason why we're all here today is because we have a episode called Absent Dads. Absent? Like you don't show up? Or just apps in general. Apps in both. Apps, yeah, it could both. be both. both. It could be both. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let's focus on the topic. Like the yes, we are gonna focus on the yes. topic, but let's take a look at some of the different uh themes that go with that, right? So let's say, for example, we're gonna talk about our experiences with yep. our dads. Um Titi Ro, uh, Titi and, um, and Jenna are going to talk about their experience with their dads. And then we're going to ask you guys, what are your yep. experiences about that? What are your thoughts on, and what on are your the thoughts situation about and the topic? Okay. So, um, do you want to take it first? Yes. All right. I am from El Salvador. <gasps> descent. We were born there. I wasn't born there. I was born in the U.S. of A. Yes. Grandma was born in El Salvador. Ooh. My dad, which is your grandpa. Is from El Salvador also. So my mom met him at one of the the bakeries in El Salvador, which is one of the famous ones it's called Panlito Bakery. That makes you want to have a tasty little pastry right now. <laughs> you look like one. <laughs> so mom met dad at the bakery, which our family owns the bakery or once owned the the, the it's one of the world's famous bakeries in El Salvador. So do you want, so in terms of that relationship of them meeting, um, are there any other details that Ro, yeah, might, so Ro might know or any other, anything else? I have no idea. To? What do you know about, so, about, about Ro? Um, as far as I know, I, I, I knew that mommy was, or mom was, uh, she worked in the factory. Right, she was as like like a secretary. Uh, yeah, she was a secretary. So she worked in, I guess, in the, in the office. Um, and that's how she met our, our father by just working there i guess he he wasn't really involved with the company much um but he was he would constantly go back between the u.s and el salvador uh throughout his life uh whether that's work or school right so uh when he came back i guess on a short stint is when he met our our mother right and then uh so he at that time from what the story she tells us is that he was separated they got together, and then uh, he had, he was, like I said, he was married, so he was on a separation, pending divorce, and then that's how they, they kind of, like, intermingled with each other. Right. That's, that's a nice or, word or, to or use. Or so. Entanglement. Or, entanglement. So, or so she says. Right. You know, that's, that's what our mother says. I mean, I have my own theories yeah. of what really happened, but, I mean, I'll 
you know, I'll lean on her word more than what I think, but <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much that sums it up. Uh, you know, he was separated from his at, uh, current wife at that moment right. uh, for a couple couple years, actually. Right. So then he was back and forth between the U.S. and El Salvador, seeing my mom and her. And so she finally gave him ultimatum. Either you stay with me or you go back to her. You know, so yeah. he ended up, you know, because he already had, a, we, we have an older brother that we don't know. You know, so at the same time, you know, she got pregnant and everything. So she was like, you can't go back and forth. So either you pick or choose who you want to be with. So he was like, oh, I'm going to try to work it out with my wife. And so he decided to go to California. And that was. And that yeah, was the end of it. That was kind of the end of right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then from then on, he would just like pop up here and there when we were babies. Yeah, but when we were little. Yeah. Just once in a while, he'll come. Like I said, I've only met him like twice since, since we were little. Are you hearing this guy? Yeah. Are you hearing this? How many times has daddy met? His dad, twice, twice. twice. You, so, how many times did Theo and your father seen him? Uno dos, uno dos, from, from, dos. From from what I remember, like I, it was only one time. Look at um, that, I'm, one time. Oh, but there was, there was pictures. Um, I mean, we have pictures of right. us with him when we were babies. But like, I, obviously, I don't remember that. But as far as back as I remember, uh, it was only one time. Right. You know, so I remember twice. I remember he was little. Oh, he came when I was little. And then after that, he came. The last time we saw him, he came. We went to Washington, D.C. Right. That, that's the only time that I remember. Yeah, so that's the only time he remembers. But I remember him coming before that. So how many years apart are you and Ro? We're two, like two years and two months apart. Oh, so you guys are really close in age. Yes. Okay. So wrapping, like putting your head around the situation where... Your dad was not around, right? Obviously, and you're how old are you? I'm not gonna really reveal your age, but I mean, you're older than 30, of course, right? I, I, I'm, I'll say it, I'm 38. You're 38, and <laughs> yeah. Ro is he's 36. Still young. He's still young, right? Yeah, he's I'm still, still young. young, yeah. So, in the 38 years that you have been alive, you've only sold your father twice, right? Technically, yes, okay. And how old are you? I'm only 11, and, and you're seen, only 11, and, and how old are you? Nine, you, you said that like you weren't sure. I'm kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> so I think I think what what the importance is is that it doesn't matter how old you are, right? You can still feel a missing link. So like for for your dad, I know that you mentioned your brother. Can you tell us a little bit more about your older brother that you mentioned? Yes, he had a like I said, he was. I don't know how old he was at the time, but we had an older brother. So. All I know is that he's in California. Well, we did. I did some research, and mm -hmm. he's a he's an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. So then, this comes back to when you know, like when we were younger, I used to always try to reach out to him. You know, mom used to he always he always used to send us like birthday gifts. The only time he send us money was for birthdays and for Christmas. Two hundred bucks a year. That's it. Two hundred. That was uh, that was that. hush money. <laughs> That's all it was. It was That's just it was. You know, and then, his way. It was like, and, and, you know, it was just his way of like, not right. Trying you know, to be involved, like, you know, like, but yeah. And also, work. in my opinion, he was also trying to avoid uh, our mother taking him for child support, which she never did. Right. And 
in my opinion, it was a big mistake that she, that she did while she raised us. So why is it that you feel that way about that situation? Uh, because uh, growing up, I mean, our mom had to work three to five jobs just to right. make ends meet and to provide, you know, right. And, you know, we, we watched her struggle and, you know, at times we barely got to see her because of this. And, right. you know, in, in reality, like she could have just took him to court, got some child support, you know, to have some aid, you know, she's, she's entitled to that. And she just refused to do that. Like throughout our whole like childhood. Right. And I feel the same way too. Cause, you do? Yeah, because cause, you know, she should have taken them. Here's, here's what I'm going to This is my reply to that. Okay. Pride gets in. Yes. Your mother's oh, a very yeah, proud sure. woman. And if, pride. I was, if I was in the same position, I wouldn't want to take money from him either because it's like, well, I'm responsible, right? Right. But what you guys are saying makes sense that if you are struggling that you should reach for help but i know if it was me right. that I'm, i would be proud right so every time we used to say screw him screw that he was never here she used to always say oh you have to respect him even as he wasn't here he's still your dad and well he wasn't in the picture mm -hmm. you know so i have no respect for him at all whatsoever do you feel the same way i i feel i feel resentment towards him you know because it's, it's been i'm 38 years old like i said I've tried to reach out to him when you two were born. When you oh, two were born. Yes, yes, yes. I remember you, know, you tried no, to I'm reach not, out. I'm not asking you for a dime or anything. You know, I've tried doing that when I was younger. Ask, I, I would call. Hey, can you buy me a pair of rollerblades? Because that time, that was like the biggest thing. Like in, in the 90s. Oh, can you, oh, I really can't because I'm trying to put your, your brother through college. All I'm asking you is to spend like 150 bucks on a pair of rollerblades. That's it. Or like when I when I was in college, I would ask him, "Oh, hey, Dad, you know this is how you doing?" I was wondering, you think you could pay a semester for college? Oh, how much is it? Oh, it's about sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, I really can't do it because I'm putting your brother to college. Right. So you. So it was always an excuse all the time. So for you, it was an excuse. Me, right. But as you you as a father, if you're trying to divide yourself between two families, because technically that's how you explained in the right. beginning. How are you going to be financially able to provide for two? Right. And then it turns out later on that he never told his wife and his and our brother that he had other brothers in New York until later on. What? See, I didn't know that. You know, but I didn't then know that. when he told him our brother, the news from what I'm understanding is that our older brother or this individual said, I don't have any brothers. I'm your only son. And that's it. So now, so when, that's not right. either confirmed or that's just right. All so speculation. I, like I said, I don't know. So, so now when when they were born, you know, I found the address. I paid for the for the address. I I was able to find his address, his work address. I printed out pictures for them of them when they were born. They I, rem were born, I remember you were doing. I that, wrote yeah. a letter telling us about myself that I'm not asking for not one dime or anything. I just want him to know that he's a grandparent. Right. So you're not looking for something financially. You're looking for a connection. Yes. Okay. Okay. Try to reconnect somehow, you know, because I felt that void growing up. You know, I felt like something was missing, even though mom says, oh, yeah, I gave you guys everything. You know, grandma was here to take care of you guys. I worked hard to give you guys everything. It doesn't matter. We still had that motherly love. 
but we never had that fatherly love growing up. What do you have to say, Adrian? Well, I have two things to say. Uh, I would say uh, if I was a grandparent or a father, I would probably go through a lot of struggles to try to keep the family together, but it also feels like like kind of like a puzzle piece. Right. Like the puzzle's almost completed, but you just have that one missing piece that you can't find. Right. So who's that missing piece? That would be the father, father, fatherly love. Exactly. Mm. Look at you dropping knowledge. <laughs> I'm very impressive with that answer. What do you think, uh, Stefan? What do you think about daddy's story about his daddy not trying to be in his life, but he tried to reach out? And how do you how do you think about that? You think that's you know something that you wouldn't want to do, or? Or you do you feel sad for daddy? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't want to be in the situation. Like you that. wouldn't want to be in that situation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who wants to be in that situation? So, right. Absolutely no one. Nobody. So, dad and Rolando, Uncle Ro, we both had to rely on other people to be our father figures. That's interesting. You know, like our friend's dad, Jimmy and Ronnie, the Pachones, his dad always gave us great advice always like try to make us do the right thing took us everywhere no questions asked always yeah or fill that void you know also you know we have other friends like my coaches in school you know like Mm -hmm. they're the ones that kind of guided me to where i want to be today so when it comes so like the discipline part and like you know because i can't talk to my mom about women growing up you know she she's gonna be like (laughs) oh you know like oh you gotta respect women you got to treat them like... I can't talk to them, yeah. you know? I can't talk you, to my mom about... Those, uh, like, the one thing, though, that she taught us was to, you know, like... And it's one thing that embedded it into my head was that you always pay for your girlfriend, like, you know, w- yeah. w- whether you go to the movies or for dinner. So it's, like, the one thing that's, o- that's always stuck to me, and, I, and I've always, like, lived by that. Yeah, you know, she showed us how to respect women. You know, like, like I can vouch for that. I I know, never how, how to treat them right. Right, you know? I can I can totally vouch for that as it's a you know, testament to to right. that that we've been together 19 years already. So that that for me was never an issue. But mm-hmm. I guess I want to take a step back and see how you've used your advantage, right? Right. To using that to respect women and things like that. But how have you found that to respect yourself? Now, when you discovered that you were a father, what were the things that were going in your head? In my mind, I'm like, I'm not ready for this. You know, who do I talk to to prepare about this? And I'm like, I, I don't, I, I can't, dad, how you, how do you prepare? Meanwhile, he wasn't in the picture. I can't even ask him for advice. You know, like I had to learn on my own. So wait. Because you know, in my mind, I'm like, how am I going to take care of two, uh, you know, for one, one child and then two child and I can't even take care of myself. Have- <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know and, financially, and also, you know, it, even it, even if you still had contact with him, why would you ask this man for advice? Exactly, like, you on, know, so like, on, on how to raise a, a kid when he didn't even raise us. Exactly, you know, and, and then well, he well, here's my argument, and I'm I'm on your mom's side. Why mm-hmm. why not call him? He is still your dad. You still have to respect. Like them. I said, no, I'm just saying, right. like. I can just hear your mom in the background saying, well, it doesn't matter. He's still your dad. Doesn't matter. Yeah. To me, uh, you're yeah, just a donor. She, you're just no, a donor. Ask, she, ask Ro. Ro, am I in the, am she I She actually wrong? held us. She actually held us to that. Yeah. For a long time. I'm for a long you. time. I'm pretty sure if we, if we say that now, she'll still say it. So, 
for me, when I was old enough to like realize how I felt towards my relationship with him, I just cut him off completely because, right. you know, I didn't want to pursue any type of uh, relationship, father son relationship with right. him when when I knew that it was just an empty relationship, you right. know. And so once I realized that and I had a lot of resentment towards him because of the struggle that our mother had to go through because of him. I just shut him out completely. And then I've moved on since. Like, I haven't looked back. I mean, there's times where I do wonder if he's still alive. But Right, so do I. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like it doesn't matter to me, you know, to be honest. Like, he's, he's just a figure in, in our life. He wasn't there and, and you know, for whatever reason. Just a form, just a shadow. Yeah. You know, but, but, all right. You know, but I, I, I do get that sense of emptiness on father's day birthdays christmases you know like 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 holidays that he should have been around you know like i I always yeah. get like that all the time you know like it's not just me i'm pretty sure ro probably thinks about it in the back of his mind and then just brushes it off but i think about it all the time because now these kids are not going to grow up to ever meet their grandfather no right no and for for me honestly i don't even think about it because number one i'm not a father right now Right. So, the, I, you know, the positive way to see this is I don't have to buy anyone a gift on Father's Day, you know? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I think the point is, is that you're still considered a father figure. Um, I guess you a role guys, model. A role model. Right. That's how I, like, that's how I see it, because how you guys said that you used the coaches, you had other family friends yeah. that yeah. were father figures. So you we, can, grandfather, and, 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 right, and and your grandfather as well. My grandfather, yeah. So when he was here, yeah. I yeah. think I think that that's just as important to say that. Yes, he's only an imaginative thing. I don't know, but he's right. still a part of your life that made you how oh, you for are. Sure, yeah. Of course, right? Yeah, for sure. So I don't. I wouldn't take it away from you because I think that your role as a father has changed. Just because you didn't have your own father in your own life. True. Right. Or do True. you think, or do you think that it would have not made a difference anyway? Him I, being a part of it, do you? I think, think it would have. I I think, in terms of like learning, learning how to be more financially responsible, learning how to be, uh, how to be like grow up like to be, you know, a like, man, a man, like hygiene and stuff like that. I couldn't talk to mom about it, or I'm growing pubes right now. Yeah, ma, I got hair on the armpit. I'm growing a mustache. What do I do? What do I do? See, when these, that these comes, are questions that I, I, you, see the father figures around. You're gonna take right. the conversation because so I'm not taking right. the conversation because I don't <laughs> you know. know so I go to what's her going on in that area. <laughs> so, I think when it comes down to understanding the whole process, I think I'm gonna ask you guys a, a little bit of questions. And also, we also had. Uh, I'm sorry, we had our cousins. They were older than us. They were like in their 30s when we were little. So they kind of like. You know, showed us. You know, so, like, so you didn't yeah. have absent father figures in but your we, life. Yeah, but we had. You, know, you had like, an absent uh, father, but you didn't have absent of father, father figures. figures. Right, right. There was gaps in, yeah. in between our childhood. <laughs> there was gaps, <laughs> but um, you know what? Like, I I used to like blame not having a father for a lot of stuff that didn't go right. Right, but at the end of the day, like. It's up to us. Like, like we have control of of our lives and things that we do. So, right. like, to use that as, a, as as an excuse is just like like it held me back for a while. Right, and then me if, if being you, uh, in their lives, 
just wanted me to be better than him. But isn't that a good thing? Of course. Isn't that you know, because I'm, to me, I'm a bigger man than he was. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, than than he ever will be. You know, mm-hmm. like who knows? Maybe he's passed away. Maybe he's in his deathbed. You know, I don't even think that he has any resentment towards us. Because if he was in his deathbed, he would probably try to reach out to us. We're still in the same house. Same house. You know, he could send us a letter. It's not like he doesn't know where we are. Mm-hmm. He knows we're in New York. You know, do you, just do you think fact, he's ashamed? I have no idea. At this point, I, I don't care anymore. But, you know, I try to have a relationship with my older brother. Like I said before, I mailed him pictures of us, of Rolando. I, I, I sent a two-page letter saying that Rolando's, uh, he's in school to become an electrical engineer. You know, I'm on my you way. you guys are only doing positive things. Right, That's positive the only, things You only want to share you know? positive stuff without right. him and that we're going to continue to do positive stuff right, you know, and, without you in right. our life. Right. And I told him that and I, used to, I work at the bank, this and that. So I'm looking, you know, I went to school for architecture and all this stuff. So. I was trying to you know, write a letter to show him that we did good without him. You know, like we still, we like we steered on the right path without him right. steering us that in that so direction. There was a point that you needed yeah. to prove. Okay. There's, there's only so much that, that you can, you know, blame, you know, and after a while, like you just have to, you have to let it go and, and just do what's best for you. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's sad to hear that you guys, have gone through that because I wouldn't want that in to happen to anybody. But let's let's ask the kids. I have a few questions for you guys. Now, let's look at the first question. Now, what is your definition of a dad? Adrian. So you want to go first, Adrian, or you want to go, Stefan? Any I'll any first. anybody's first. Anybody's first. Go ahead, Adrian. Go first. You want to go first? Okay, go ahead, sweetheart. So. A dad that is that doesn't leave and it's always there. He's a, always there. A dad that doesn't leave and then is always there. Do you think that that's what your dad does? Is that what Some, I do? Sometimes he has to go to work, but then I that's... know he'll come back. Okay. 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 Like it's positive that he'll come back. <laughs> sometimes he's busy. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's here. Sometimes he isn't. Right. But there's always that little piece that tells me that he's gonna come back. Yeah, I got your back, bro. <laughs> So, Stefan, what do you? What is your definition of a dad, or what do you think it's? You know, your definition of, of being a dad. Hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man, a few words. <laughs> Perfect. I'll okay. Take it. I'll take okay. It. So, what? What about it? Like, explain to me a little bit more. Like, it's hard. Okay. What about it? Like, what is your definition of being a dad? It is hard, and what else? Challenging. Challenging. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next word is difficult. <laughs> We're just going down all the vocabulary <laughs> words for today. Just going down the list. Okay. So, let's see. What's another question that I can ask you that might be a little bit easier for you? Okay. Let's see. Um. So. We said that we're trying to figure out what is a definition of a dad, right? And then your dad touched upon people that were married, people that were separated. So do you understand like the relationship? Like how did that happen? Do you guys kind of understand his story? I think I think that the father was just having a difficult time. So you think that his dad, your grandfather was having a difficult time? Yeah, because sometimes it's too stressing where he has to go to the point. 
Or do you only ask to make a choice? Like one choice I'll change. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Spitting wisdom this, here. This spitting <laughs> wisdom here. Always got the knowledge. Always. You got okay. the knowledge. Okay, so what was that choice then? I'm pretty sure that choice was either goes to California or stays here. Where, right. In El Salvador. Right. So I he had to go to California. So that he couldn't I think he might have tried to go back, but I think it's not gonna happen anymore. No, it's not. It's too late. So let me ask you, do you think it's too late for daddy to have a relationship with his dad? Your grandfather? Do you think it's too late? I don't think it's too late. I, I really don't I'm think with him. I really I'm, don't think I'm it's with too him. Late. I'm with him. I there's so much that you can you can have so much going on in your life. Right. It's never too late. Yeah. You might feel like it's a loss, you know, battle. But I, I do, there's I do always like the that. possibility. No, because only I feel that way only because I reached out to you, but you're not reciprocating, you know, the the reach out back to me, you know, like you know, like, like he's not even wondering how we are or anything. So to me that just proves that he doesn't care. But look at your eleven year old who's spitting knowledge and saying it's still not too late. And that's I've tried. And, and that's you know, that's so him seeing it from you. Right. Right? Because you are his example. Right. As his father. And if you're telling him you know, I'm done with this. But then he's turning around and saying, well, I still think you do have an opportunity. Isn't that a positive thing? Of course. You know? You got to think positive. Right. Go ahead, Adrian. Go ahead. So I, I, I think there's still like a sliver of hope still left. Because <laughs> there's probably not much hope left. But maybe just a, with, just with, a... with that tiny piece of gold that you'll find in the dirt, maybe it'll come out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying there's a light at the end of the tunnel? Yes, the light of the end of the tunnel. We're using the same ones we used from last week, right? Yeah, the, the light at the end the of the flashlight. tunnel. The flashlight. <laughs> the flashlight. So, Stefan, I'm coming back to you again because I feel like you don't know how to explain yourself. Like, you feel like, if, well, how would you feel if daddy wasn't around? I guess that's a sim- more simple question. Don't throw me one word. <laughs> just remember that everybody deals with absent dads different. It's not just because my dad wasn't here. He's alive. He's just not here. There's people that grow up without their, without their dads because they're passed away. Right. You know, they probably did an accident or something and they would probably, you know, die before they were born. You know, th- there was always different There's many so reasons. There's so many different reasons. They could be, in, you know, they could be here but not here in the present. You know, meaning that that they're not they're just like you know they're living at home but they're not providing anything to the family at all there's so many things there's i think so that's many. worse right and, and that's, that's way right. worse so now no. this turns back into steph's into steph's case you know when her dad was here mm-hmm. but he was still absent right right see like you're that that is how your dad and i connected when we started first going out as girlfriend and boyfriend this is how we connected we connected because we had a shared experience of not having our fathers around but we were lucky enough to look past that and discover friendship with ourselves right you know and we had to learn to be without fathers in our lives and we had to learn and do it together yeah i may not be a dad but i can already see like you in the past just Thinking that how how would I become a dad or a mother? Like what would I do? Oh, I wasn't thinking that, bro. 
<laughs> what you thinking? I was thinking about how am I going to pass this school? <laughs> That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> but I think that, you know, girlfriend or boyfriend, if you think about it, it's kind of confusing. Why? What's confusing? Because we too young to be thinking about being kids, <laughs> having kids. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Well, I don't think kids want to have kids, but that's just how the yeah, generation yeah, but there's goes. Kids, no, but <laughs> they have, there are kids having kids, kids out there. Yeah, that, that does happen. There's but. kids having kids, having kids, having kids. And but I want to go back to Stefan because Stefan didn't, didn't really Stephen, ans- didn't answer that question. Like, how would you feel if daddy's not in the picture? Depressed. Depressed. Okay. <laughs> Another one word. Another one word Another going one down word the list. Depressed. Okay. Sad. Sad. Uh, one word <laughs> daggers. Lonely. Sad and lonely. Okay. Scared. Scared. Why okay. scared? Because I want to see my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to take a step back and and see a different perspective. Um, Titi Jen's her dad. Um, just like any else. Um, had a very uh, stressful job. Yes. And I would love to hear her perspective. And this is from a girl's perspective now, because right. now we're focusing on how mm-hmm. uh, it came from a man's point of view to a, woman. to a woman's point yep. of view. And then we're going to go back to mommy. And after. then we'll go back to me and then we'll ask you more questions. Okay. So now we're going to have, we're going to give Titi Jen the floor. Yes. Um, so I had, I guess, from a being present standpoint, the complete opposite experience of, of you guys in which my dad, I've never had a day in my life where my dad wasn't around, but right. in the sense of knowing that he was present, we lived together. He was my dad. Um, but there was a very rough, I want to say first 20 years of my life where my dad was an NYPD homicide detective. Right. So he worked, 60 70 hours a week and it was basically my mother um i was raised by women you can say my mother my grandmother and my aunts that was pretty much my circle of people that raised me um and my siblings um what made things difficult for my father to be a more present father was of course his job but also my mother had triplets when i was 10 years old got him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one shot there was a lot of us so there was myself my middle sister who was about i believe four at the time and then the triplets who came along so it was five kids a very stressful job as it was right so it was very rare to see my father because he had to work to provide for all of us right um and that's when we relied heavily on my grandmother and my aunts and uncles to kind of be there for us to help out. Um, but most of the time it was my mother who kind of had to hold the reins and kind of juggle all five kids. Right. While my dad wasn't around. So the dynamics was very tough. Not only there's so of the five of us, there's three girls and two boys for us girls. It was pretty much easier because we did have my mother that was present. We didn't get at the attention that we needed as much per se but it was kind of easier to go to her for you know female things like you mentioned before yeah it was i think definitely harder for the boys to not really have um a male to connect with on certain things so there was a lot of tumultuous times in our household um because my dad did have a difficult job when he did come home after long hours 
very high stressed, um, would just kind of pull himself in, watch TV or be in his room. So there wasn't really a lot of interaction with him. Um, And he also has a personality, I think, where he has very little patience for younger kids. So as we got older and he could able to communicate better with us as an adult, it's pretty much gotten better. Um, and we saw we started seeing a drastic change after he retired after 9-11 and um, was home more often. Wow. Um, a little bit more laid back, but less stress, less stress. Um, the kids got older. And then I think we've really started seeing more a softening in him. And since my first nephew was born, was it 11 years ago now? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 11 years. Um, and he's kind of. So now he's built that, right. he's built that yeah, relationship he's, with him, you know, because like, now he's home. He's not working. So he's there to raise him. <laughs> yeah. The tables have yep. turned. So we always say. <laughs> exactly. So he's getting the better side of him. I feel for for a child. But I think for us as adults, we're getting we're getting to kind of fix the things that happened in the past and have a better relationship moving forward because we're right. all still pretty young. My dad's still pretty young. So I'm enjoying this time as it is now. Um, and I'm grateful for it. And I think, you know, moving forward, it's just going to keep getting better. And, you know, he's softening up. He was never a hugger or a kisser and he's been doing those things lately and it's very weird. But we're- <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> Papa Sam is We're awesome. embracing it. We love Papa Sam. <laughs> I think well, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what uh what Adrian said, right? It's never too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes uh such a powerful statement that with age it gets better. Right. right? So in in your relationship, like building your relationship with your dad, you said that you felt that now that the the grandkids now get the good they get the side, benefit. they yeah, get the they benefit from all this for it. But I think you're still getting benefits on your part as well, right? Because now you yeah. get to enjoy him with without the other overhead, you know, not the stress. L- listen, and, listen, and we, but but these kids, they're enjoying Nana. <laughs> oh, oh, a hundred percent. You know, she was always working two, three jobs all the time. You know, so 100%. now they're benefiting. They're benefiting from our childhood. Because your mom had to work she had to a, a work. tremendous amount of hours. Yeah, she, she was never she home because she was working and making sure that you guys were taking care exactly. of. Exactly. So, of course. So, now what's going to happen to us? We're going to wait till we're grandparents yeah, so that we much. can enjoy things. Yeah, pretty much. But you know what? It, it's, always, it's always like that. Like So, so there was, you know, when, when, when our mother worked like three, four jobs. The one thing I remember was that the only time I saw her was if I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, she would be there sleeping. So um, the one thing that she she always did was on Saturday morning, she would take us out to, to get movies, breakfast, breakfast, yeah, movies and go to the park. Right. And then there was times where she was tired and she didn't want to take us. And then uh, me and and. Dirty. Mm-hmm. Is that fine? Uh, that's, dirty? Fine, that's fine. No. So um we would get really upset, you know, because we wanted to spend that time with her and she didn't have the energy, right? right. So that right. used to like make us really upset. But now later on that I'm older, like I, I understand it. Like, you know, and and I have no resentment and you know, things get better. And then there's things that happen as as you're when you're younger that you look back and you kind of understand these things better. 
Yeah. And they were, right. they were very many years in my childhood where I would, and I hate to say this, like, because we had such a tough relationship that I would say like, you know, I wish like my parents would get divorced or like right. my mom could do this on her own. And you don't, you don't, and the, you're, you're young and you're dumb and you don't appreciate the things that are going for you. Like now that I'm in my thirties, I look back and say, damn, my dad worked a lot because he had to, right. he mm-hmm. had to provide for us. Had to provide a roof, but now, yeah, now that my dad would that. compensate though. My dad would compensate with with physical things constantly, and that's something that I hate now as an adult. Like I don't like gifting. I'd rather mm-hmm. I like experiences and memories and spending right. time with people because it's the complete opposite of what I had growing up. Like it would be you know gifting and gifting and and you know just kind of compensate for the missed times. When we look back and you're like, I would have preferred to spend time spending that time with you. But then you still also have to appreciate that, like, that was the best that they could do at the time. Do you think it has, do, do you think it has anything to do with it culturally? Like, in terms, like, your, your parents, you from El Salvador, um, gents. So, yeah, we had a good time, man. So, what do you think of, of our upbringing, bro? Uh, when, when we used to go to El Salvador, that was, uh, like, some of my best childhood years. Um, right. Because, like, we got to really um learn like our culture like where we come from right and you know just the the lifestyle over there and it was very minimal um compared to how we were living right here here in the states and we got to meet you know a family that we've never met that we we only saw through pictures and you know right um it, it was definitely um i think it came at the right time where where we needed um you know, that identity for ourselves. Right. You know, so like I always look back and, and and always picture, you know, like mom always said, you can't take anything for granted because you don't know what it's like to grow up without nothing because she grew up in the family of, what, 18, right? Something like that. And No, it was uh, 10. 10? Or, yeah, 10. 10, right? And then, uh, and then they grew up, you know, like in, in the monte, in the campo, in the camp. You know, yeah, so, so right. So she's like, for us, you know, she's like, you guys don't know what it's like to have nothing or grow up from nothing, you know. So, so I always thought about that. And then when, every time she took us over there, you know, you kind of see that in the, you know, we always have our problems here with this first world problems. And over there is third world problems, you know. People are, are always like, you know, how am I going to provide for dinner? What am I going to do to eat? Because everybody's poor. You know, yeah, there's. You know, there were houses that were like around us that didn't have water or electricity. Right. You know, and it, it's definitely like a, a, a very high, yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah, so so that it was for us to grow up and see that, and then you know we kind of just it was fun. It was fun, you know, and and like I said, and, and like I said before, well, I didn't say this before, but it takes a village to raise us, you know, and I'm kind of glad that that happened to us. I'm kind of glad that, you know, our friend's fathers stepped up to keep us in place, you know, keep us in check. I'm glad for my coaches. I'm glad for my teachers, for all the male role models I had in my in my life growing up. You know, so it, I, I, like I said, it, it's, we had a tough road, but I think in the end we were all positive and we stay positive because we could have steered the wrong way. And we had plenty of times to steer the wrong, to go down the wrong path <laughs> growing true. up. Yeah, I mean, just you know, some of our friends, like where where they are. 
Right. Um, you know, we could have had the same the same role that they took, and right. you know, I've I've had uh, a friend reach out that we, that we grew up with, you know, and he had a, a rough time, and right. he reached out and he sent me a message, and and you know, his his uh his his thing was uh, what what his message read was that he wish he he wishes he can go back in time so that he can spend more time hanging out with with the both of us right because he said that we were the only positive figures in in his upbringing right so now we're going to talk about mommy's situation right now ooh interesting it is interesting it's very interesting so i guess coming from another woman's point of view um i come from a very very different uh background so my father uh his idea of being a father was always being strict very very strict came from a very very strict home so we me myself my family we always were at the receiving end of either a scream a belt a shoe anything that was in the way so your grandfather was not a very loving person. He, unfortunately, he had a drinking problem. Now, a drinking problem, also defined as alcoholism, a person yep. that drinks alcohol, that doesn't control their feelings, their emotions, and things like that. So a lot of it boils down to, well, as an individual, how can I deal with this as a girl, right? Your grandfather, he used to hit me. He used to beat me. Now, this is something that I had to deal with for many, many years. Right. He would come home, and every weekend, he would come home drunk, 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 drunk. Come home, yell at us, hit us. And it wasn't even, we didn't give him a reason to. He was just angry. And he was just sad, and he took it out on us. Now, many people might not agree with that, but they don't know what happens in the privacy of your own home. So when you guys hear about different things and different themes of how it could be an abusive father, how to be an abusive person, he was the definition of that. So when you think about how I was affected, I was always angry. I had no reason to be angry just because I was angry or because I was being abused at home. So with, yeah, go ahead, Adrian, go ahead. So I think that on your end, I think you would be petrified because you have to come, you would have to be home and with your dad just coming in and just doing what he's doing. So it kind of sounds scary. It is scary. It's like it's it's more scary than like a very 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 big roller coaster. Like you know, at your heart, you never like been on a roller coaster. You just don't know what to expect. But this time, you know what to expect, and you're still scared of it. It is a very scary experience because I was never the the person that had a close relationship with my father. Never did. At one point, I felt like this is how my life is going to be. This is how I 
deserve this type right. of behavior. This is the, this is I guess the connection between your dad and I, and I think your dad tried to compensate for being a male figure in my life. I was the, I was the daddy. That you were the daddy in that sense, <laughs> not in that sense. A big daddy, but big daddy He's in my that daddy. sense. So I felt like your dad was always super protective of me. Yes, but it wasn't in the sense that it helped me because it kind of made me ignore and not face the reality of what was happening in my life. So he did not take into consideration what it was to raising girls. Your dad, right? Yeah. 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 For him, it was, he was, I want boys. I want boys. And let your mom deal with this. And that was that. I'm not with that. So when talking about a connection, the only time we ever connected was when we used to go fishing. Now, mind you, I was your age out there with beer cans, with twine rope and everything, fishing for fish, right, in, 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 in Rockaway Boulevard. To be honest, I kind of want to go fishing. I kind of want to catch some big fish and maybe we can cook them and then we can have some sweet, savory fish. Mm. Mm. It does sound pretty good right now. So out of everything mommy said, that's all you got. That's all you I got. Talking about fish. Well, yeah. But I think on the father's end, I think he might be, he might have been through maybe some struggles and maybe he had to take it out. Right. Because maybe he just couldn't take it out on anyone else. He didn't have a way to express himself. He didn't have the support or the means of doing that. And he struggled for a very long time. Right. But he would never tell me anything in my face. You know, he would just, you know, he would complain to her and her mom about me. Why is he here? Why did he do that? Yeah, but then when he, when he got to know me, you know, he, oh, he's got, this guy's cool, you know? And then when he wasn't no, drinking... but that's, but that's like every dad. Like, yeah, you, but, don't but, want, you don't want... But when, your, when he wasn't drinking, dating. he was an awesome guy, you know? He was this cool guy to hang around with, 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 with no alcohol, you know? Like, but then, like, like I say, he was battling his own demons. Yes, Adrian. Oh, so I would say that I think he was struggling too much to the he point. Was. He was to the, to the point where he could not do anything. Like he, I bet, I bet he tried to get help, but no, he never tried no, to he get never help. Never tried. Nope. No, because at one point that I was trying to help him, he made me out as the enemy. He made me feel like I was trying to prevent him from him doing something that he wanted to do, right? Which was to drink. You, you can't help anyone that doesn't want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and that was the struggle that I had because, again, it goes back to how you guys were continually reaching out to him right. and to find the connection. And yet, when I tried to do that, I was kind of vilified for it. Right. You got shut out. Completely. I got shut out completely when I was still trying to. And, and again, I was holding out for hope. That was always my hope. My right. hope was. Have if, a relationship. If, if I if I reach out and I have a relationship, he'll do better. If I mm-hmm. if I turn around and say, you know, I'll help you, I can have a better relationship. Right. But that was never the case. I bet he I bet he was trying to fight off the demons, but he got failing. He was trying to fight them off with alcohol. Yep. And his 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 thing was he wanted to, to die. He's he wanted to go. He didn't care. Who it bothered, who it hurt it in the long run. He just wanted to go. 
And that's the saddest part about it. And then, uh, right. He he didn't get to see you guys. Right. He met you when you were born. You were just born. He came to the house. He held you. And I told him, oh, this is your your grandson. Mm -hmm. Name is Adrian. He Mm -hmm. goes, oh, my God, his eyes lit up. Mm-hmm. And then Grandma Vigi was there, mm-hmm. and she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, listen, this was this was uh around Christmas, around Christmas time yeah, when you yeah, were born, yeah, yeah. two thousand nine. That's September. You were born September, no, but this happened were, in December. This happened in December. He met you. Oh. He goes, Grandma goes, oh, go get your things, come spend Christmas and New Year's with us. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. Never came back. Never came back. And then he pa- we've, uh, he passed away January tenth. Uh, January tenth. 2010. 2010. It's a very sad story. Yeah. It's a very sad story because when you guys were growing up, right, I miss the fact that I couldn't share that with you. You Do you understand? Like, for me, I, I would never have the experience of being given away at a wedding. Yep. Never. I would never have my father give me away at a wedding. Never. Would never happen to me. I would never have the experience of graduating from college or having him see you guys graduate from college or have him have the experience of just going on vacation or just experiencing anything with you guys. Right. So I'm at a loss that I would never have that ever. And I feel the same way on my end. You guys, the same thing she said, you, you you guys are not getting that from my end, from this spectrum. From the paternal side. From the paternal right, side. Right, so maternal. From dad's side. Mom's side, paternal dad's side. Okay, go ahead. So I would say that the possibility that happened now, as in like what we were doing before, like now we've done, we've done so much stuff together. Like, of course. We've gone on vacation. We've done so much. We've Trips, everything. We've done a lot. Right, but does that... But is that something that you only remember, or is it something no, that's a collective? There's so many things. It's not the only thing that I remember, but dude, I think that vacations are very special mm-hmm. because yes. you don't take them very often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that it is completely fair that we all have vacations and we all need a break. And I think that having a vacation, you can just take everything off your mind. Right. Right. I don't think he's ever had the opportunity to do that. Or I guess he had the opportunity to do that, but it just never happened. Right. See, with with Theo Rowe and Titi Jen, their fathers are still alive. My father's no longer with them. So I will never have the opportunity to even have a commun you know, even to communicate with them. I can right. communicate with them spiritually, but I carry resent in my heart. I carry anger every day. And that has never left me. I mean, I guess it works out in the end you know, so. for for everybody. Because yeah, right. it you can't be raised the same way. We we have to understand that. But when we talk about mental disease, right? When we talk about alcoholism, when we talk about uh separations, right. divorce, those factors can have a huge impact on yep. kids. So when your dad and I, we have, they're not called arguments. We have them. Our, uh, what's, what's the correct word that we have? We have conversations. 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 <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. We're discussing not, we're, something. This, we're discussing things. That is, that's what makes it so important to find means of communication. Right. So 
if your dad communicated with you or not communicated right. with you, this is how you feel. You'll feel that resent. Right. And the same thing for, for Jen's dad. They communicated through uh, exchange of gifts. Right. It, it was a material thing. Right. So then what exchange do you get from us? Like now we're going to switch it over to how mom and dad, you know, correlate with you guys. Right. You saying that the vacations are important, but what else is important? Right. Well, obviously family is important. Exactly. I'm not saying only vacations are important. But vacations are basically useless against family love. <laughs> <laughs> but we're trying to, we're trying to give you guys memories that we didn't have. You know, like like we go camping every year. That's one of our traditions. That's that, a tradition. That's a memory that we're instilling in you guys every right. year. And it's fun. Uh-huh. We and love then, we love making s'mores. We love going out on the lake. We like just we like doing everything. We just like just like exactly. And you guys look forward to it every year. That's something that we do every year. What do you think about camping, Stefan? It was cool. It was cool. <laughs> just as cool. Yeah, but don't you look forward to it every year? Yes, I'm going to assume you are going to say it. Okay. Okay. I think yeah. I know this subject is hard for you. I know it's hard for you, and it's hard for me too. But I think you guys have to understand that when it comes to fathers, that everybody comes from a different perspective. Yeah. Right? Everybody comes from a different experience, and everybody experiences are important. So I think we should just take a step back and just say, are we grateful for the relationships that we have with our of fathers? Course. Yes. You know, is there something else that we can do? Because we're not perfect. Like no one, no one's perfect. No one is absolutely no. perfect. And I think that for myself, I don't think my dad was perfect, but I think he tried in right. his own way. Right. They all tried in their own I way. I think they, everybody. Our tried. dad didn't. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's difficult to, to have that conversation and to kind of face the problem right right but i i don't think it takes away from your character i don't think it takes away from your your need to communicate or that need to connect i don't think it takes away from it but you know there's sometimes that i i think back and i'm like you know my 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 kids never got to meet their grandfather right you know how unlucky for him you know (laughs) that that's how i think of it so do i not so much for me anymore because i'm grown you know but I right. feel bad for them. Right. What could have, what could have, or should have, and things like that. You know. They they got to experience Chico for a little bit. Oh yeah, Grandpa. and that was amazing. So, so then we were talking about. I mean, Chico actually learned. Oh, Chico teach me yeah. how to peel a peel a boiled egg. Nice. And it was so much fun because <laughs> I finally know how to peel boiled eggs now. Because Chico gave me. A lot of memories. I still remember him, me sitting down next to him. Yeah. With two eggs, two eggs on there. He was peeling one egg, and I was sitting next to him. Got another egg. So then he looked at me. I looked at him. And he looked at me. <laughs> and he looked at. <laughs> I looked at him. But can you see how simple that memory is? Yeah. Though? So what do you remember mm-hmm. about Chico, Stefan? All the snacks he gave you. Yes. All the chips. Yes. All the cheese. Yes. At least you guys grew up with memories of grand- great-grandpa, you know. Right, and, and you see how simple that memory was. 
it was so it's so simple it had nothing to do with anything complicated right just sitting down no words exchanged because the language barrier so just actions it's just actions it's such such a simple memory but it was still so important (laughs) to you that you remembered right because i just like the way that he just looked at me and I looked at him about about the boiled egg, he would take the boiled egg and then show me how to do it. He would tell me, put my finger here on the boiled egg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't get into too detailed over a boiled egg, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> but the egg... No, he, but that's the whole point. Like Those are the things that you remember. It's such a simple memory. So, then he, so I saw him peel it, so then I started to peel it. And then after... This is a very detailed memory. Over Very detailed. Over an egg. Yeah, but you don't remember to do half the things for school, though. <laughs> Silence on the other no end. Comment, no, no comment. No comment. But, Great. I mean, I think I've had um, a good set of father figures in my life. I mean, yeah. I have I have my uncle. I had a few uncles in my life that were, I mean, they were positive role model, models for me. Um, I've also had my grandfather. Um, I pay a lot to him as well because he helped a lot. When my father wasn't around, um, I had another friend, a grandfather in Florida. He was a, a an amazing a person, yeah. and my step grandfather. He was another amazing person. So you know, if if that counts, then I have no regrets. You know, in in terms of having father figures in my life. Uh, do you guys have any other um, father figures in your life, Ro, Jen? So uh, speaking of like stepdads, oh um, yeah, yeah, no, we, we had a stepfather for yeah, we did what. Maybe what eight years, something like that, right? Probably. And he was useless. <laughs> he was just like he was a cheap guy. He just like he he was just like my mom's mate. You know that, that that's all he was there. Like he he didn't want to discipline us. He didn't want anything to do with us. And it was just like the most like useless relationship that we had with him. Yeah. Like. You know, and so it was no better than with your real dad. Pretty much. Exactly. You know, and what happened was that, you know, he treated us bad, like and and not like he he wasn't very abusive, but he would constantly blame us for something that went missing and stuff like that. And, you know, most of the time we never touched anything. So my mom was constantly always fighting with him, you know, because she would defend. And, you know, once she realized that he was a, a, you know, a scumbag, she just like gave him the boot. Um, at that point is when he decided that he wanted to like play that father role. Right. And it was too late, you know, it was yeah. too late. And, you know, but it's just like, it was just a bad experience that we had as having a stepfather as well. Yeah. What's positive experience. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> no but it, 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 it turned a negative into a positive. It, it turned to a negative to a positive. It was still necessary <laughs> and it still happened in your life. No, but I'm saying, what what was the positive father figure that you did have? Yeah, I, I, I like like what um what we mentioned before, my grandfather, and you know, I had uh coworkers, co-workers I, when I was yeah, yeah I had co- like older coworkers who you know who I saw as as a, as a father figure, and for for a brief time in our childhood, we also went to church, right? And in church, we had a lot of older, you know figures that were like leaders and stuff oh, like with, that um, yeah. with boy scouts yeah, right the boy scouts, yeah. right yeah so they, they had like uh their boy scout which was called uh royal rangers and you know we, we we had a lot of uh you know like leaders and yeah, positive role models 
Right. And, um, but you know, they definitely like taught us, um, you know, how to like be a kid and, and, right. and be, be a young man. And also some of my mom's friends, some of my mother's friends who, uh, one of them passed away. Uh, um, you know, Doña Ida, right. she like, she taught us manners as a kid. Like, yeah. you know, like she, she used to pick us up and, and, uh, Drop take us, us to school. Yep. Take us to school. And, and she would like slap us in the head if none of us said good <laughs> yep. morning. Like, where your you manners? Like, where your manners? Yeah, like she she would force us to say good morning and greet every single person that that we came across. Right. And you know, so uh, you know, there definitely were like some positive, uh, influential people in our lives that helped right. us, you know, develop into what we are today. Yeah. So like, like I said earlier, it takes a village to raise kids and. And we had mm-hmm. people from different villages all the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. We look for guidance and stuff, which is cool. So, like, what is our village? Like, you guys are our village, right? Your mom is our village. My mom is our village. That we have so many female right. and and male people Ma- in male, our life right. that are part of that village. That's so important, right? So, I mean, I think that this this episode is just such an important episode, just to touch upon the importance of being there and the importance of memories and developing memories and, and making new ones and things like that. And it, it takes a village to definitely help raise children. You yep. know, we're, we, we can't do this alone. We can't, you know, we're in this together. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I want to take this time to thank you guys for really joining us and with your input. I think that your insight is so important. I mean, I'm I'm grateful to have you guys in our lives. I mean, yes. we love you immensely. I couldn't do half the things I could do in my life without you guys. So I really, really appreciate you. We love you so much. <laughs> we we yeah. always come to your house all the time just to go to the pool. We always bother you. <laughs> Going to pool. <laughs> we always bother you. We're always bothering yeah. them. What do so you guys say, Stefan? Cool. <laughs> of course he's the most silent person and he talks so much a man of few words a man of few words yep hilarious at the same time yeah so I guess we're gonna wrap this up you know thank you guys thanks for coming thanks for having yeah, us yeah thanks for inviting us uh, you know this is our first time uh, doing a podcast as, as guests and it's cool it's any fun podcast, period. yeah and uh, it was definitely a great experience you guys will be back on, you know, when we have other like other topics to talk about too. So, you guys will definitely be back on. Yeah, awesome. looking, look, looking forward to uh, being back and using this hundred and twenty dollar mic. That <laughs> <laughs> y'all, you did not just talk about <laughs> put it to use. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take this time and say bye to everybody. See you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. This was was a lot of fun. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in on this special episode of Absent Fathers. We'd like to thank our guest, our guests, Jen and Roe, for coming in today and giving us some input. Steph, tell us where we are. Oh yeah, guys. Definitely, we would love to hear about your experiences about absent fathers. Um, Again, you can like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Table for Four. You can now follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Breaker, and Radio Public. Uh, you can also email us at Table for Four, that's Table, F-O-R-F-O-U-R, Podcasters, with an S at the end, 
at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us for Table for Four.